Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Market view on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero, joined as usual on Mondays by JP Ong, but we are sans events, Rene Vassan, who is on vacation, apparently. Merry Christmas, fan. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bring us something back. Yeah. Although what, I don't know, well, other than tufts of grass. just come back around really. I mean, <laughs> health is wealth, right? Oh, you are so generous this Christmas season. Yeah, it is time for giving. It is the time <laughs> for giving, and giving back is what the market seems to be doing. Well, not not a lot, again. It, it, it's not a big sell-off either. We're just down by about four and a half points and still maintaining above 3,200 today, where it's 3,207, at least for the Straits Times Index. So again, it's not a big... Uh, uh, it's, you're just seeing, again, a lot of this dancing around 3,200 at the mm-hmm. moment and just coming back a little bit today. And again, proof positive that maybe f- uh, traders are phoning it in. Only 424 million Singapore dollars in total value turnover. So a little bit thin. Winners against losers today. You're seeing more losers than gainers across the broader mainboard and catalyst, but only 161 against 145. And markets, I think, are just busy treading water at the moment until we get to the new year, until we get to pos- a possible signing of that U.S.-China phase one deal. I think both sides, Washington and Beijing, are really just trying to clear out some time in their schedules to figure out when they're going to put pen to paper next year. But you're seeing a similar picture across the region. The Nikkei 225 is up, but only by about 12 points today. The ASX 200's pair back by about half a percent. They're one of the notable losers alongside Shanghai and Shenzhen, both down by about half a percent. The Hang Seng, just again, also treading water today. They're up by about 14 and a half points, which really isn't nothing. It's not even 0.1% up for the uh, markets out in Hong Kong today. And the Kospi also today, just down by about three points to 2,201. So everyone's just just pretty much just uh, taking a few steps forward, forward or back, depending on how they feel this Monday. So it's been really not a lot of direction until we possibly get to the new year and folks start to recalibrate for their strategies, given how many things we're watching out for this phase one trade deal. When is phase two going to happen? Will we start to see economic recoveries or recessions next year? The mm-hmm. U.S. 2020 elections, Brexit. There's a cornucopia of uh, things that we can look out for next year. Maybe people are just, uh, just reserving their bullets until we get to that particular spot. Right. Which means that the next few days before the end of the year, we're probably going to be looking at pretty light trading again. No, I think so. It'll be interesting to watch out for or monitor how value turnover unfolds. Because again, it's actually not looking so thin today. But uh, there's not a, a ton of catalysts or a lot of activity or excitement on the markets, I can sense. About, only about 426 million at the moment. Okay. Now, I actually read the press release that I got from our corporate comms today. Mm-hmm. And then I saw this in the Business Times. SBH buy seven more UK student accommodation assets for £411 million. Now, my only gripe about this is why couldn't any of them be in Melbourne where my son is studying? I don't know. It could be they just they have a go- they have a firm grasp of the pulse of uh, British student life, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know. There, there are probably some folk at the top brass we can talk to about this. But yeah, they have spent about £400 million pounds or almost £740 million Singapore dollars to buy seven assets or seven student, basically student dorms, right? right. They're adding about 2,800, uh, 383 beds to their portfolio 
of uh, 7,726 beds at the moment across the UK, and by the way, also in Germany at the moment. So they've grown their footprint across seven UK cities. I guess your son's not in either of them, right? Mm -hmm. Cambridge, Oxford, Bath, Brighton, Durham, Edinburgh, and York today. In fact, the two assets in Oxford and Brighton are under development, expect to be operational for the 2020-2021 academic year. So towards the tail end of uh, of next year is when we'll probably see some of their doors open. That would be fall intake, I guess. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably good. That's probably their deadline at the moment. They want to make it to that point. And they're going to be spending about 37 million pounds in estimated construction costs for both assets. But we've seen also a lot of these companies, especially in the case of SBH, really try to rebalance their portfolios and some of their exposures, at least, and, and business activities to sort of just lighten the load on the media arm, which is mm-hmm. the traditional bread and butter, right? Right. But, and, and so far, we've seen them actually move into some of these property deals, especially in student accommodations. We've mm-hmm. seen them also veer into retail out here in Singapore. The diversification, I guess, for lack of a better term, continues, uh, at least for SBH. Um, just also mentioned, uh, 84% of these beds are in close proximity to top-ranked universities, including Oxford and Cambridge. And it, it, it apparently increases SBH's presence in cities where the supply of housing is limited. I've been, it's very interesting because they're not the only company that's actually been interested in, in student accommodation out mm-hmm. in the UK. There have been a couple of companies also here that have done that. So maybe this is, again, one of those growing sub-sectors in accommodation at the moment. That will continue perhaps into 2020. Or maybe it's just really lucrative to try and house poor, starving British students. Well, not just poor, starving British students. A lot of international students go to those top schools as well. And to be quite honest, having been one of those poor, starving students, housing is very expensive. And unless Mm. you can get a place in halls, which is not... So wait, so here's the thing. So you obviously went to a British school. I went to an American school way back when, right? I take it student housing is not something that's provided by the schools? No. Well, you can have halls, but, you know, after the first year of school, they kind of encourage you to get out. Of the halls. Of halls and go find your own accommodation. Uh, okay, so it's not for the freshmen, basically. Mm. Uh, yeah, so go. And then, you know, oh, that's it gives interesting. You I did not know this about the, uh, the, you, the British. You, you've got a year uh, to make friends UK. and go find an apartment together. So this is an alternative to that. And it would be great, especially in, in places like Oxford and Cambridge, where you can pay as much as £300 a week on something. 300 pounds. No, that's a lot for a starving student, definitely. Yeah, that's why you're starving, because you can't afford food after you've paid rent. 300 quid, and then you've... (laughs) That adds up real fast. That's just a little bit over what a shoebox in Paris would cost, for Mm. instance. Yeah. So, yeah, I I guess there's no respite. Welcome to the real world once you hit university, right? Right. So, you know, this could actually be something that students will be be quite happy about, by their parents even more so. Maybe. I mean, just more supply and more options out there, but... uh, Again, maybe there's not enough yet because we've seen a number of other mm-hmm. property developers here also look towards the, especially the UK. Now, I don't know, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe down in Australia, they do have a lot of accommodation. But then again, I've studied in neither country. So, right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it's the same in the US, maybe not so painful in mm-hmm. the US. Well, that's the funny thing. I used to think back you don't get in my time, you halls? actually, you, you, you do have hall, you have dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, student housing is becoming a, uh, a difficult thing to secure as well in right. the in the U.S. And uh, there have, I read I actually watched this documentary recently or a quick report. It might have been by Vice. I'm not entirely sure. Any it's hazy at the moment. But they tracked the life of a student in the United States who was living out of his car. Uh, no. And because he couldn't afford the dorm, so he would he would 
he would uh, live in his car. He had a system where he could pull over. Well, he could uh, recline. So he sleeps in his uh, driver's seat, pulls out a tray. That's where he has his little morning coffee. And then he showers in the school gym. He'll just drive to the gym, mm. shower there, and get you and 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 get the studying. But he lived there because he said, hey, guys, I can't. There's nothing. There's not enough student accommodation. In affordable student accommodation, affo- uh, affordable yeah. and even just a uh, yeah, just not enough affordable student accommodation. And he said, "Well, how am I going to pay for my tuition? And how are we going to justify the fact that the cost of tuition in, in these schools keeps on going up? And is that justifiable? I think that's one of the questions they have in the United States, also, which is why the cost of education there, among other many other things, continues to continues to rise and jump. Well, the cost of education around the world is certainly getting higher. As a mother of of two boys who are in tertiary education, I don't." Eat as often as I'd like to. Well, here's something that you. <laughs> well, here's something you might want to consider, and this is something my a friend of mine is an Australian citizen back in Manila did. He sent his son uh, back to Queensland, mm-hmm. and he didn't send him to university. He sent him to be a Sparky. He sent him to trade school. Oh. And now his son, who is just, I think he's in his final year of trade school. I'm not sure, but he is basically making about two thousand Aussie a month, just just apprenticing at the moment. It's, it's belief us. Look, you're a smart enough kid. If you really want to read, if you want to get a degree, you can do that. But whether there's a there's a recession, whether it's boom times or bust times, people need to have electricity fixed. People need right. to have their plumbing fixed. So you will always find a way to have a job. And when the when an apocalypse hits, basically, he will be in demand because people are going to need to figure out how they're going to retrofit, how they're going to bring light to their houses. In fact, I love my children dearly, but I have to admit, I, they can barely change a light bulb, so that is not in their future. But that's but that's <laughs> but that's why you send them to school. That's why you send them to trade school so they can so learn they these. Can Fail at trade school. In fact, <laughs> in fact, in fact, I think uh, knowing you and knowing the sadistic streak that you have, I w- wouldn't put it past you to send them to plumbing school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, plumbers earn a no, they make a lot of money, living. but it's a tough job. That, that's being nice. That's it saying yeah, has it's, it's a very challenges. tough job. Yeah, I tell you what else is having its challenges: China and getting their hands on enough pork. Yes, well, th- this is one of the themes in China at the moment. We'll have pork. I just realized this about earlier this year that when you look at the Chinese world for a house and you know how it's phonetic right like mm-hmm. so it's always like it's it's very picto- it's a what do you call it pictographic mm-hmm. where the symbols actually mean something right so you think it would be something like say oh a roof father mother those are the things mm-hmm. right or a roof and uh, you know like a bed no apparently it is a roof with a pig inside right and that is the, that's the word for it. yeah and it shows just how important pork is to the to the uh, to, to the Chinese household. In fact, in mainland China, they say, a lot of people, a lot of economists say, if you really want to track consumer price inflation, go to the markets and see how much pork is. Mm-hmm. And in November, the latest statistic for pork prices when they released the inflation was it went up by about 110, 120%. So the, the, the onus is on China to find more pork. And they've been looking at uh, at sources, and I think it's also it's a bit of a no brainer for them to try and bring down some of the tariffs on pork and, uh, and, uh, and uh, pork uh, uh, for, not just for with regards to U.S. pig products also, but it's also for pork products that they get from other countries. And this is also because they're trying to figure out a way to alleviate the shortages of meat because of the outbreak of African swine fever that's recently happened. Mm-hmm. And this also serves as a... As a uh, it, it it has a second benefit. They can actually market this as a bit of a gesture of goodwill to the U.S. ahead of the signing of the phase one deal. You know, it's Christmas. We're going to we're going to buy more pork from you guys. We're going to make it less difficult to buy pork from U.S. producers. So line your hogs up and uh, and because do help Chinese us out. New Year is a coming and Chinese New Year is also coming, and we know how important this food item is going to be for them. But they've been cutting these import tariffs also, and I think it's also in, in, in a gesture to to set the tone next year and to make sure that you know when what the uh, uh, at least the tensions we're seeing from this 
from this U.S.-China trade war start to calm down even more? That would be great, I think. And do we have a date yet? Have they set a date? No. This is like that couple in in your family that everyone says, can you please set a date for the wedding so we can put the time aside? And they're just being coy. No, they're probably just going to elope to Vegas. It's probably going to (laughs) happen. Oh, uh, Mar-a-Lago. That would be very funny if they just said, surprise, we eloped and we signed signed on it. Here it (laughs) is. That would be actually pretty funny. That might actually move markets. Mm. Yeah, it would. I I think the thing is also with markets is what tends to move markets uh, quite a bit also is the element of surprise. The elements of surprise. And there are negative surprises, but there are also positive surprises. That would not be expected, no. Yeah. Not not, not an elopement to uh, Vegas. No, but... uh, They might have fun there. I've never been, but my my, my friends tell me that it is a magical town to to visit. (laughs) I don't know exactly what they do out there. uh, Because they don't tell you? No, actually they do. I just can't say it on air. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rest of the day, JP. I think uh, today is just going to be a bit bit more tiptoeing the the, the session before Christmas. Well, actually, we do have a half day tomorrow, don't we? Yes, we do. So I think you're just going to see a bit more of this. uh, Dancing around Dancing around 3200. And I think today, though, is going to be a day of easing. Off. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a sell off. I wouldn't say it's a lo- it's a losing mm-hmm. day. It's just a day of easing easing off, and th- and maybe mark maybe the STI will come closer to thirty two hundred, or maybe hold at thirty two oh five. But uh, there's uh, honestly, I think a lot of folks are a bit distracted also in the markets at the moment. It's the holidays after all, right? It is the holidays. <coughs> it is time to you know be thinking. It's a time to reflect about many other things, stuff. right? Yes. Present under the tree. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you drink at Christmas? What do we drink at Christmas? So Christmas Eve in, in Manila is even even bigger. It's called the Noche Buena, right? Mm-hmm. So we usually have gouda cheese or de bola. We'll have like little ensamadas. And uh, in my family, a lot of hot chocolate before that. We're not talking about the hot, we're talking about like the really rich cacao hot chocolate tablea stuff that you you get back in the Philippines also. That to me is what Christmas is, and to me Christmas is just counting down. And then be the first person to say Merry Christmas to everybody you love. Mm-hmm. That's become more difficult now because my father, uh, God bless him, he's 75. And usually by 11, he's, he just taps out. He's like, I Good quit. Night. I quit. So it, it, it leaves me and my sister just staring at each other going, well, Merry Christmas to you again. <laughs> you know? But it's fine. We still, we still love him. And uh, this is the way you have to celebrate your holiday, I, right. at least for me. And this is a special time. It is a special time, and I'm looking forward to sharing some what quality are you, time. What are you got, fo- folks up to in the Montero Benson house? We're just going to eat too much and drink too much and tell incredibly inappropriate jokes. Ah. Uh. <laughs> As we do every year. Oh, the stuff that, that will not make it on <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Nothing of that will be on air. Exactly. <laughs> we will be back. No, we won't be back for Market View tomorrow. So this is actually our last Market View until a boxing this day. This is the Market View before Christmas. This is the Market View before Christmas. Yes. Well said, JP. 3,206 will... And- Odds are that it'll hold, uh, it'll hold unless something, God forbid, I'm knocking on the wooden paddle. I think this is wood, right? I hope so. Um, yeah, that nothing catastrophic happens. And we just we just simmer around 3,200 at the moment. Sounds we, good we, to we, me. We, we, all, we all break from all this volatility, right? Sounds absolutely good to yeah. me. We'll be back on Boxing Day. Yeah, uh-huh. that it, is true. He's JP Ong. I'm Clarissa Montero. This is Money FM's Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.